Hello, Kryptonauts, and welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat here with my co-host, Jake Jabarelli, to give you the top 10 daily stats and your crypto news of the day. Make sure to check us out on Discord and YouTube. With that said, enjoy the podcast. Hello Cryptonauts, welcome back. Let's go ahead and get started with the top 10 crypto on the list. In number one place, as always, as long as it's been Bitcoin, let me do a really quick refresh to make sure I'm not wrong, $49,635.88 with a tiny little seven day gain of 1.3% and almost a trillion dollar market cap to 933.3 billion. In second place, Ethereum, who's been gaining like gangbusters. Gobs and gobs and gobs. 3,000. Hey, no, gangbusters. That's a different word. Okay. 37.54 uh, is the price with a 16.2% seven-day gain. There's actually somebody with more on, or two others that are more than this on the, on the chart, but we'll get really? to those later. Market cap of 44, or 440 billion. And you can see it on the right-hand side. It's just rocketing up. Cardano in third place at three dollars, uh, nine point eight percent seven-day gain, and ninety-six point six billion, almost a hundred billion there. Cardano, you're doing pretty good. Binance Coin, it was earlier today a little over five hundred dollars, but right now it's at four hundred ninety-four point four seven. It has lost about one point seven percent in the last seven days, and its market cap is about seventy-six point three billion. Tether has also lost, but it's a stable coin, so it doesn't matter. Uh, its current market cap is $66 billion. Ripple, or XRP, is in sixth place with $1.25, and it has a 6.6% gain in the last seven days, and a market cap of almost $60 billion. Doge is in second place with $0.30, cents, and it's been fluctuating somewhere between $0.27 cents and $0.31 cents over the last few uh, weeks, but now is a 2.6% gain in the last seven days, and a market cap of almost $40 billion. Polkadot, which is also doing pretty well right now. It's actually doing uh, about uh, 50% better than Ethereum is of the last seven days. Is at $32.46 with a 25% gain in the last seven and a $33.3 billion market cap. Solana, which is the big winner on the top 10. And oh my up goodness. A little by little here, the 56.4% gain in the last seven days and 11188 a market cap of just underneath Polkadot, it's probably going to pass it pretty soon here, at 33 or 32.3 billion, just just a little bit, 100 100 million dollars behind. Actually, a billion dollars behind. My so USD uh, coin is behind that in the top 10 position right now. Of course, USD coin is a stable coin, so it hasn't really fluctuated the last seven days, but its market cap is at 27.5 billion dollars. Now, make sure that you check your um, candies. Oh, yeah. I currently am not logged in, so I can't <laughs> check my candies, but I know I picked them up earlier today. I forgot. And, and Thank other you. Other than that, we just need to remember to uh, that the market cap is still over $2 trillion at currently $2.3 trillion U.S. dollars. So let's get on to the news. <clears throat> you have anything to say, John? I don't but you know, you know uh, yeah, actually, let me talk real quick about the coin market cap. I noticed that uh, Bitcoin is actually losing uh, the market cap dominance. Now it's sitting at 40.56%. Uh, that's, that's, uh, and that's because of Ethereum. 
Ethereum is uh, is coming up. But earlier today, just just like maybe three hours ago, Ethereum was almost half of Bitcoin's value, its market cap. So it's, I mean, is it going to catch Bitcoin? We'll see. Um, but some of the news, especially if we read about NFTs, will explain this sudden rise in Ethereum. All right. An awful lot of coin this afternoon from that huge spike in Ethereum exchanges. So let's just get on to a little bit of uh, classic. Let me share my screen here so you all can see what's going on. Um, share screen. Full screen. Share. Right. So, we are going to talk about Bitcoin, Bitcoin, we got really into that. John knows a lot about this. Okay. I don't. <laughs> I, I never got into it. I never got okay. into it. <laughs> Most articles about uh, from Jeff Benson on Decrypt. SEC sues BitConnect over $2 billion token sale three years later. They're suing them again. Again. So... BitConnect, a crypto platform, me, crypto platform was pillarized um, that's right, um, by the crypto, uh, basically made a pillar of uh, crypto community after allegedly bilking investors out of $2 billion has been sued by the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, otherwise known as the SEC, over three years after it shut down. The SEC is targeting not only BitConnect and founder uh, Satish uh, Kumbani, but the promoter, Glenn Akaro, and his firm, Future Money, for violations of the Security and Exchange Act, which requires companies selling investment products to, in the U.S. to register with the SEC. The SEC earlier this year sued three BitConnect prom promoters who received BCC token, that's the BitConnect token, for uh, attracting new investors to the scheme. In August, defendants Joshua Jepson, Michael Noble, and Laura Mascola settled with the SEC for a mere 190 Bitcoin, worth $9.25 million, and $3.5 million in cash. This is the first U.S. action against BitConnect's management. BitConnect, which launched in 2016, claimed to be a crypto-based lending program. Users would deposit Bitcoin and receive a loan on the platform's native BCC token, pardon me, coin, while its proprietary trading bot would reinvest it and spit out double-digit monthly returns. Only, there was no bot, says the SEC. Instead, the defendants allegedly operated a Ponzi scheme, skimming investor funds into their own crypto wallets and using fresh money to pay off early investors. And this is just a little bit of money. The platform raised 325,000 Bitcoin, worth at the time $2 billion, now worth more than $15 billion. It's worth wow. that's insane. It's just insane. I mean, yeah, I, I can't even comprehend that. The agency is asking the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of New York to invest to order the defendants to return all of the money and pay a civil penalty. BitConnect shut down its lending program in January 2018 after Texas and North Carolina securities regulators issued a cease and desist order and many started to view it as a scam. Though BitConnect vowed the token would live on in, in crypto exchanges, it announced it would transfer any funds in its users' lending wallets to their BCC wallets at a rate of $363.62 per BCC, at an average of 15-day closing price at that point. Unsurprisingly, 
However, the embattled platform's token was rapidly following, falling in value, and its investors wanted to cash out the BCC in their wallets as fast as they received it. By the same day of the announcement, the exchange value of BCC dropped to $29, basically 15x down. It had once been a high of $425 10 days prior. Though BitConnect, like other alleged token scams, has faded from popular memory, the SEC has not forgotten. It has brought action this year against a number of token projects and initial coin offerings, the latter of which were in a popular way cryptocurrency projects to raise cash in 2017, 2018. It's the reason you don't really see ICOs anymore. So everyone's kind of scared of BitConnect's stupid, stupid decisions. you have anything to comment about that? No, no. It's In regards to the ICO, there was a lot of good projects. Uh, and because of BitConnect, it really, well, I, if it wasn't BitConnect, it was going to be another product out there that was going to take pretty much all the ICOs down. Um, eventually it was going to happen because, you know, the SEC, they want their money, man. you got to give the government mafia their money. Enough said. Yeah, um, to live in this country, <laughs> but yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's go on to the next news here, which is also uh, regulation-related. The Treasury wants crypto reporting rules in the $3.5 trillion reconciliation bill report. This uh, article also on Decrypt and also by Jeff Benson. Remember that giant kerfuffle this month uh, around a crypto tax provision embedded within the U.S. Senate's $1 trillion infrastructure bill? Uh Huh? Get ready for the sequel. The Biden administration wants to incorporate new crypto reporting requirements in an upcoming $3.5 trillion budget reconciliation bill, according to a report published in in Roll Call Today, citing an anonymous administration official. Language to require American cryptocurrency firms, namely exchanges, to report data on non-U.S. users that information could be exchanged with other countries to make sure crypto traders pay taxes. Mm-hmm. So here's a little tweet. Jerry Brito says, Treas- uh, Treasury Tre- wants to Burrito. add more crypto reporting requirements. Yeah, B-R-I-T-O, I'm guessing that's Brito. Oh. Um, not Burrito, but... <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's those Burrito. Burrito, right? No. <laughs> All right, sorry about that. What are you that. thinking about? I, I heard you say burrito. I was like, okay, burrito. I was like, who, whose last name burrito? Like, why would you name your last? No, <laughs> never mind. Go ahead. In the reconciliation bill, according to this report, the Biden administration is urging Democrats to include more rules for tax compliance on cryptocurrency transactions in the upcoming $3.5 trillion budget reconciliation package after a provision in the Senate passed infrastructure bill spurred a major industry lobbying offensive to limit the reach of new mandates. The administration is hoping to add to the filibuster-proof package requirements that cryptocurrency businesses report information on foreign account holders so that the U.S. can share information with global trading partners, according to an administration official who was, uh, wasn't authorized to speak for the record. So that's for those of you who can't see this in the video. None of this is in the spending package as it is currently cons- constituted, which has been designed to be filibuster-proof, but will need all 50 Democratic votes in the Senate to pass. If the $3.5 trillion budget framework includes money for universal pre-K, climate change, and drought mitigation, housing affordabil- affordability, and clean energy, it is being pushed by the Senate and House Democrats to face the Republican op- opposition. 
Treasury Department under Biden has already uh, hinted at exchanging information with other countries as a way of getting crypto asset holders to pay up come, uh, come, pay up come tax time. The Treasury thinks that such actors are setting up corporate entities to play a multi-billion dollar shell game with offshore exchanges and wallets. To crack down, the U.S. needs information from other countries. And to get that information, it needs to come up with information of its own to trade, hence the revised reporting requirements. Just this month, crypto think tank Coin Center and advocacy group Blockchain Association came out against the $1 trillion infrastructure package that's due to be voted on by the House in September. It's already September. Uh, the, <laughs> that bill included a last-minute provision that redefined those dealing in digital assets as, quote, brokers. Yeah, always make, uh, they always Making have to insert those earmarkers in there. Yeah, well, I mean, this is how it works, right? Yeah. Uh, making them responsible for sharing tax information with the IRS. While the purpose of the provision was to pay for the $28, pardon me, $28 billion uh, of the bill was by tightening the tax reporting requirements, detractors argued that the language was overly broad and could require miners and validators to gather name and address information about all the people whose transactions they were processing. As an all but impossible task that sent the industry into an existential crisis. Believe you me, it is, it is impossible. Now, in my business, it isn't. But for most people who are just randomly mining, it is literally impossible. So it would be uh, mm. a terrible thing to do. An industry-led effort to amend the bill failed in the Senate, and the House has confirmed a procedure that ensures it can't be amended there either, though the administration has reportedly hinted at not interested in applying the new rule to custodial actors such as miners. Still, if roll call's reporting is accurate and the administration convinces congressional Democrats to include the crypto language in yet another bill, crypto advocates are likely to feel picked on regardless of the merits. Quote, we don't object to crypto tax reporting requirements. Indeed, we've asked for reporting guidance for years, end quote. Coin Center Executive Director Jerry Brito wrote in, not Brito, Brito wrote in Twitter, we object to last-minute addictions to must-pass bills outside regular order and with little to no public input. And this is a huge deal. This is where money is going. So the idea that uh, they're trying to do this, I mean, we get the reasons why. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, people are worried about AML or uh, any money laundering issues. Yeah. And it's, it, it's understandable because it's, it's a new thing. And it, to the degree that will probably not be completely understood by the, the House and the Senate and pretty much every congressperson out there, is highly likely that this is what typically happens. Even I, I'm not trying to detract too much from this particular storyline, but the DMCA or Digital Millennium Copyright Act uh, really messed up things for, co for content creators, not content owners. So if you're a big company like the RID or, or like a Sony Picture Entertainment kind of thing, they're mm -hmm. the ones who could technically push for that bill. You know, and, and the non, not so intelligent people in Washington just like, yeah, no problem. But because there are still a lot of people who do have money and, and don't want this kind of regulation in there that are, you know, heavily invested in this, billions of dollars probably, mm -hmm. um, there's a lot more voices on the board saying, hey, this is stupid, fortunately, in this case. Um, so digital, hopefully the 
legislature won't fuck us. It sounds like a giant kerfuffle. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> a giant kerfuffle. Is that, is that the word? I've, I don't think I've ever read that word before. I just This is the first time. When I heard you read it, I was like, wait, what? A kerfuffle? What is that? What is that? Is that slapping somebody with a flower? Like, I'm going to kerfuffle your word face. Is, yeah. it's, a, it's a nonsense word that is intended to mean big deal. Yeah, well... Yeah. I would say uh, a fuster flag. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> All right. Well, let's see what happens on this because this is. What was that? Oh yeah. You're, you're gonna show yours now, right? You're gonna. Yeah, uh, I think that's a good idea. Off. Sure. Let's go ahead and Stop see. Uh, let John stream now. Yeah, let me stream. Right, Rob. What happened? This mine? Pause for station identification. Okay, there we go. Are we good? I think we yeah, I are so. good. That's not new. <clears throat> okay, there, there. Okay. All right, here we go. Honduras. Honduras opens its first Bitcoin ATM amid crypto-friendly push. This one is written by Jose Antonio Lance. Okay, so let's see here. Following the footsteps of other Latin American countries, Honduras is now making it easier for its citizens to access Bitcoin. Just days ago, the country saw its opening of its first Bitcoin ATM. The machine was installed by TGU Consulting Group in, oh, how do you say that? Teguetchagalpa, uh, Teg, uh, Honduras? I don't, I don't. I don't know, man. That's that's something <laughs> yeah. weird. Let's try to break that down. Teg, Tegu, Tegu, Tegucigalpa. I'm sorry, Honduras, capital and economic center. According to Reuters, La Bitcoin, La Bitcoinera, the ATM's nickname, <laughs> aims to aims to meet the growing demands for uh, for cryptocurrencies in the region. TGU Consulting Group. 28-year-old owner Juan Mayen told Reuters that the, its Bitcoin ATM makes it easier for Honduras, uh, Hon, Hondurians, Hondurians, Hondurans, Hondurans, okay, Hondurans, to purchase crypto, which previously had to be done via unregulated peer-to-peer -peer trading platforms or in person. If you wanted to buy Bitcoin, you had to do it peer-to-peer, -peer, looking for someone who had Bitcoin who was willing to do it. Meet them in person and carry a certain amount of cash, which is very inconvenient and dangerous in Honduras, he said. For now, the ATM only allows Bitcoin purchase of up to $380. Users must comply with the Know Your Customer Requirements stipulation by law, scan their identity documents, and fill out a form. If the machine turns out to be hit, TGU Consulting Group may expand expand to other cities in Honduras, uh, Mayan told Reuters. Uh, Bitcoin in Latin America. Honduras joins a growing list of Latin American countries that makes the use of Bitcoin ATMs. In Central America, specifically, Bitcoin ATMs are active in El Salvador, Costa Rica, and Panama, the latter leading the way with 18 machines according to the industry track, uh, tracker coin uh, ATM radar. Across Latin America, Colombia, Brazil, Argentina have the most Bitcoin ATMs installed and the newest ones in Honduras. Brings the total count to 90 ATMs in the region 
for coin ATMs, radars, figures. But Honduras may be poised to become increasingly crypto-friendly. The initiative to create employment and economic development zones, what is it, ZD? ZD in the country has served as a cat. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. Has served as a catalyst for several cryptocurrency adoptions proposals and the president of the Central American Bank for Economic Integration, Dante Mosi. Mosi? Moshi. Mosi. Has expressed his, his what? His willingness to support the countries in such effort, just as he did for El Salvador. El Salvador. Quote. The president of the Central Bank of Honduras can ask for technical assistance if he wishes we will give it, Mosi told regional news outlet La 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 La, la, la Pren, Prensa. The use of cryptocurrencies is like the internet. It is there. The issue is how to frame it within the law for the correct use of these new technologies. You know, I like this is this is this is I this is what really fascinates me. I would like to travel the world to see what people like uh, what's his name? Uh, what was his name? A 28-year-old Juan Mayen. I would like to meet this person and see what inspired. Obviously, Bitcoin inspired him, but to see how things are going. Like these countries are flourishing when it comes to crypto. The regular folks out there are are, are doing pretty dang good in comparison to us. I don't know, man. We're all about the, the Dogecoin, man. I I saw Saturday Night Live and Elon Musk was out there. So I'm going to suck me a bunch of doge. I mean, I'm going to puddle me a bunch of doge. Yeah, no, no, no. It's annoying. It really is. It really is because I just, I was talking to somebody earlier uh, this past weekend at the gym. And we're talking crypto, right? We're taking a break. We finished our workout. Now we're having a good conversation. And person didn't want to buy Bitcoin. They don't want to buy Ethereum. It has a little bit of Ethereum. But overall, the bag really is about... Late. John. Yeah. Something, something's playing in the background. From me? I don't know. Something's playing. I'm going to try to close. I don't have anything open. Maybe it's me. Something is playing and I don't know what it is. Just to see what it is, but I'll give it a chance to see what it's everything. Maybe it is me. What is going on? Who's I know what it is. Found it. What the heck? Why is it playing? Uh, sorry about that. God, that was annoying. Yeah, yeah. My apologies. For all that extra noise, uh, library. I have library up, and it, it just started playing. It does that. No it, I know it does that from time to time. It just just does that randomly. So I learned my lesson because that actually happened to me one time here when we were when we were recording. All right. So like I was saying, we were at the gym. <clears throat> we we're at the. I was at the gym. We finished doing our workout. I'm talking to uh, another gym goer, right? Uh, and we're talking about uh, investments, and then we started <laughs> moving over to crypto because, of course, crypto's my thing. So I wanted to see what kind of interest they had in crypto. And uh, Bitcoin, nah, they weren't interested in that. Okay, what else? Ethereum, a little bit of Ethereum. Okay, so what do you m- mainly hold? Dogecoin. Dogecoin is the thing I hold. It's like why? Explain to me why. Because Dogecoin is more valuable than Bitcoin. It's like ooh, okay, oh. Okay. 
Okay. All right. Well, yeah. Whatever. I mean, to each their own. But I think we just—it's just—it's a generational thing, right? When I, when I say generational, I'm not talking about like our age generational, but our experiences within the crypto field uh, generational. Like moving, okay, yeah. there's a lot of folks that came into the ICO. They were th- they were that they wouldn't buy crypto. They only touch I- uh, ICOs, right? Now we're in the NFT uh, generation. You know, they won't touch cryptos. They'll come in and buy nothing but NFTs. You know, we'll see what happens next. Mm-hmm. Smart contracts are going to expand. Anyways, I'm talking way too much. Let's move on to the next one. Uh, what is the next one? I don't know. We're about to find out. Okay. Decrypt is hiring. If you want a crypto job, you can uh, hit them up at Decrypt. Send them y- your resume. Okay, let's see. Cryptocurrency can help save Afghanistan, says Ethereum Cardano co-founder. Has, you think this is a worthy read? Yeah, check it out. Yeah, let's check it out real quick. Let's take a quick little skim through there. Cryptocurrency can help save... Uh-oh, what is this? No, no. Decrypt, you're not going to install anything on my computer. Yeah, yeah no, no. Okay. Cryptocurrency can help save Afghanistan, says Ethereum Cardano co-founder. Ethereum co-founder Charles Charles Hoskinson today said that cryptocurrencies will come to the rescue in Afghanistan. Hoskinson, who is also the founder of Cardano, the third largest digital asset by market cap, told CNBC in an interview yesterday that crypto could be used as a tool to fight against the Taliban. He didn't ex- he didn't ex- explain exactly how crypto would do this, but hinted that privacy could be something that is useful for the country's citizens. Well, should I get no? Maybe I should have. Never mind. Quote: It is my belief that cryptocurrencies are going to play a larger role in Afghanistan this time around, and in the war for the uh, and for and in the war for and against the Taliban forces. He said there is going to be continued. You know, I don't want to read this anymore, man. This is this is already just annoying me. This is like triggering me right now. It really is. Maybe for you, yeah. it's like not doing anything, but for me, this is just like I don't want to read anymore. Like, what do you, what do you, what's what's your two satoshis on this? For me, it's a it's a bunch it's a bunch of crap. It really is. Well, it, I mean, because because this this is from my perspective. I see the American troops. Um, withdraw, which is which is fine, but no, let's go ahead and just leave an infinite amount of ammo, firearms, and and get, fully supply them with their own air support. Now, now they have their own air support. They have the best, of the best military-grade weapons. Now, they're fully stocked on ammo. They're good to go. It's like woof. I understand that was for the Afghan forces, but they quickly they didn't even put up a fight, as we saw. Just what they, they literally just. Taliban just walked in and goes, "Huh, look at these! These these uh, these uh, containers are full of ammunition and firearms, and and we got Humvees and mm-hmm. we got a bunch of a uh, brand new vest. Look at this! This we have a bunch of ballistic vests. We have the best of the best. We're good to go. We're fully stocked. That's that's an insult. Just knowing that that happened, can't believe it. I can't believe it. 
So to go around, I know, I understand, I think what, you know what uh, Charles Hoskinson's trying to do? I think what he's trying to do here, and I didn't continue reading, but my guess is that he actually wants uh, KYC, AML, and crypto. So go ahead, citizens, go ahead and use this particular Cardano service. Uh, we'll go ahead and track you with the CIA and make sure that you are doing everything that you should be doing legally. Because if you do anything else outside of the norm, you will be tracked down or hunted down by whatever forces out there that uh, will make sure that you do either good or 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 what yeah exactly yeah basically it's a, it's a tracking system as you're saying um, that's what i think i haven't really been paying attention to the afghanistan thing and that's literally since we went there um because I'm not into it um but uh i'm not really into any war i'm not saying we should be at war and i don't particularly like the U.S.'s attitude of, uh, was it the mockery movie from the early 2000s that made by the guys of the, cr- the creators of South Park? Uh, Are you talking the, uh, about uh, um, Team Police or whatever? US, yeah, USA yeah. Uh, uh, World Police. World Police, yeah. They're mocking the uh, Kim so, Jong Un? Yeah. No, they were mocking the U.S., but. Um, basically saying, you know, like, we basically put, you know, troops up all over the world because we're the best at everything, and so we have to, and I get why they're right. Um, I kind of, I, I kind of took that attitude. I was just like, why do we have to go everywhere in every single country and be the police for every single country? And it's partly because we kind of made ourselves the, the big dogs. You know, we, we kind of helped stop World War II and then put an end to communism everywhere. So we're basically world police. As much as that might sound like a jerk thing to do, um, and that's kind of what we did. We went to, you know, Afghanistan because that was where the people were who were supposedly hiding, and they, I guess they were because when we found uh, what's his name, Osama, uh, we killed him. But that was ten years ago. I think the only thing I saw about this was Biden some some uh, so much political stuff here. But I don't know a lot about it. All I know is he gave a speech the other day, like on the thirtieth, I think, that said, you know, we we killed Osama. Ten years ago, why are we still in Afghanistan? Well, it's because no president wanted to pull out. And so he's like, screw it, we're done. We, we, we did what we set out to do. It took us 20 years. It shouldn't have even taken five. Um, but we just don't, we don't want to waste any more human or, you know, American lives. So we're leaving. I get that. But um, I don't think it needed to be a war. That's just my opinion. I mean, I know they kind of started it by doing 9-11 in the first place, but... I, I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm too passive. <laughs> it's so, whatever whatever. If you stayed, it's gonna look bad. If you withdrew, it's gonna look bad. There is no right answer to this. That's what yep. politics is all about. It that's why being <laughs> being a person in power, you're gonna have people hating you regardless. Regardless. You make one decision, people will not like it. You make that same, uh, uh, you make the opposite decision, and other people are going to hate you. It just, it is what it is, man. Pineapple on pizza. Yep. All right. So, all right. Well, um, let's do one more. Yeah, we got our two or four four news articles in. Do you want to do another one? Yeah, we're only thirty minutes in. Let's do one more. Most of it was just talking. There was one here that I saw. Let me see. Uh, former CFTC chair 
Giancarlo exits block fly board as state cracks down on firm. Huh. I'm kind of curious about this. This one is actually this. This does interest me. Let's see here. This one's written by Jeff Benson, former CFTC chair. Giancarlo exits block fly board as state cracks down on firm. Christopher Giancarlo, who chaired the U.S. Commodity Futures Trading Commission (CFTC) from 2017 and 2019, as a part of a five-year term as commissioner, is stepping down from the board of crypto lender BlockFi. A press release from the company today said that Alan Blair Chube, Chube, Chubby, Chube, sorry, uh, managing director of the William Blair Financial Services Company, will replace him. Giancarlo will continue to provide strategic counsel to the firm in an ad advisory advisory role, uh, the release noted. The best is yet to come for BlockFi, and I know that as crypto assets take more take a more prominent role in the both retail and institutional investor strategies, BlockFi will be there to lead the way, Giancarlo said in a statement. BlockFi has come under fire by state securities regulators of late. Four states have ordered it to seize off uh, seize offerings its signature BlockFi interest accounts to its residents. Hmm, what's going on there? You want to predict it before I continue on? What's going on there, Jake? The signature BlockFi interest accounts to its residents. Seize. Hmm. Well, let's go ahead and continue. Let's see. Giancarlo, who earned the moniker Crypto Dad for his friendly approach to digital assets, joined the BlockFi board in April when the fast-growing firm was riding high on Bitcoin's bull run. The company, which offers interest on cryptocurrencies, deposits, and provides loans, earned $350 million in a Series D funding in March, and as well as a $3 billion company valuation. Around the same time, the other former regulators uh, and politicos Politicos. And Politicos were also jumping on the crypto uh, crypto carousel. U.S. Senator Max uh, Bacus joined crypto exchange Binance as an ad advisor. Obama and Clinton campaign pros Jim Messina and Lane Castleman linked up with the wallet provider and exchange blockchain. And acting comptroller of the currency Brian Brooks decamped for a short-lived role as the Binance.us CEO. Like Brooks... Who hastily resigned after just three months on the job? Giancarlo is also abruptly leaving without much in the way of explanation. However, the regulatory environment is a possible culprit in both circumstances. Brooks was reportedly planning to create a more dis uh, more distance between Binance U.S. and Binance, which has been on this shaky footing with global and U.S. regulators, only to have his strategy rebuffed by Binance CEO Shengping Cao. BlockFi too is fighting fires. On July 20th, New Jersey's Attorney General accused it of violating security laws and connections to its BlockFi interest accounts, BIA, which give, gives consumers, consumers, customers, yield on their crypto savings. It ordered the company to stop serving new BIA customers in the state. Although New Jersey has since delayed the order, first to September 2nd and then today to September 30th. Other states have piled on. Alabama issued a show cause notice, meaning it's ready to file a cease and desist unless BlockFi adequately argues that it's not selling unregistered securities in the state. Securities are tradable assets used as financial instruments. They must be registered with the securities regulators at the federal and state level. 
There's a big letter here from BlockFi. Further extensions of New Jersey Bureau of Securities orders. Read more at BlockFi.com. All right. Texas, Vermont, and Kentucky has also filed uh, cease and desist orders, which have forced BlockFi to stop offering BIAs in each state. Well, there you go. I wanted to read that. That was quite interesting. Hmm. We'll see what happens. It's going to get shaky. Brian Brooks, why did you have to leave, man? You're the, you're, you're the man. I wonder where he's going to go. Anyways, what do you got on this? On Mr. Senor Giancarlo. In general, it's 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 all regulation, right? I mean, this is kind of important to like what I, the news that I brought up is mm-hmm. these people who think they're going to get into this thing, and then the regulators coming by and they're like, well, we're going to make this really hard, and they're like, well, I don't want to be a part of something that's going to get screwed up, or you know, not going to be easy money, so they walk away. It's um, that it's that it's that one I, person. I it's that one person when you're starting up a small business that walks into your shop, looks around, gives you a pat on the shoulder, and says, "Hey, I, how you doing?" And then walks out. Oh, I, I don't think it's like that. I don't think it's like that. I, I, I don't think it's mob money. Um, it's all mob. No. No. I do think that there are people who have sway that aren't necessarily interested. And I'm not even saying that they're, they're you know, shady. But they're not interested in having to work extra hard to make something a reality. They're like, no, this was supposed to be easy. Now that now the uh, U.S. government's getting involved, it's not going to be easy anymore, so I'm leaving. Um, and I get it. It's, it I, I'm not, you know, a multi-billionaire or multi-millionaire, but I can understand why a person might want to back out of something that's getting complicated. So. Mm. Especially when it's uh, someone like Brian Brooks that has a very good uh, portfolio uh, record. Don't want to screw that up, man. Don't yeah. want to screw that up. Yeah. Yeah, they're always looking for opportunities, and if those opportunities sour, then they leave. Yeah. So, so is uh, NFTs are going to be next for sure. NFTs are going to be the next thing where people are going to get busted for that. Buy my book. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. I don't know what's going to happen, but it's going to happen. And huh? <laughs> Buy my book. Know, we'll see. Buy my book. It's only one dollar. Come on, I need. All I'm doing, I'm just trying to hustle on one dollar NFT books. So I can get some dollar menu food, man. Come on, help me, help me. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Unless you want me to do one in Spanish, I can try. I can try. Let's see. What time do we got? Thirty-eight minutes. We got thirty-eight minutes in. Let's see. Um, Proto, Protocolo DeFi de Kyber Network se lanza en la Smart Chain de Binance. Kyber Network, un, well, who's this written by? Por Andrew Asmokov. Kyber Network, una plataforma de, de qué? De, de liqui, liquideces para finan, financias decentral, de, de, how do you say decentralized DeFi? Def, DeFi, I don't know, DeFi. De, how do you say that? Come on, come on. <laughs> just Jake, help me. English. There's plenty of English words in Spanish. Go ahead and just DeFi. Say. Ah, this, this, I can't do this. Su pro, protocolo. What? Isn't that what the doctor does? Uh, Kyber D, <laughs> DMM and Binance Smart Chain. DeFi is un termino 
común para, para un con, conjunto de protocolos. Proto, pro, I know, bro. I know. I am done. I'm done. I'm done. I just wanted to try. Anyways, there it is. Uh, Practice the Spanish before you before you take it on air. Oh God. Uh, no. No. All right. Let's go ahead and close this out. I'll give this. I'll give this to you, Jake. Go ahead. Yeah. You did an awesome job, by the way. Yeah. Oh, should we? Uh, should we <laughs> announce? Should we announce um, uh, our partners? Uh, status? No, no, no. We're, we're we're still no. doing it. We're just, it's just it's just a change. We're just we're just doing some changes. So. Oh, okay. So, uh, well, there's no yeah, so conspiracy yeah, going yeah, on here out, then. Check out our Discord. <laughs> check out the, the Discord. Um, Friday night music will be going on despite the changes. We just have to find an alternative. So don't worry. Still having fun. Check out our YouTube channel, Reddit, Twitter. Obviously, come out in Discord uh, website c3media.tech. That's C the number three M E D I A dot T E C H. So uh, if you haven't found it before, check out one of those things. Watch our videos, please. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, this is Jake Jabarelli and Blockchain John signing off. Stack sets and huddle. Yep. Adios. Adios.